Why are you bebopping back and forth? <laughs> I'm, poor. I'm I'm just waiting for you to to get your potato up, and that's all. It's baking. <laughs> it, it, I could tell it was on because I got the loud whiny hum in my ear. Yeah, shut up. No, wait. Oh, I thought it was a computer. That's just you. Oh, gee, here we go. Mic drop. <laughs> those who those who have ever dropped a mic have never <laughs> bought a mic. I can assure you of that. There's a re oh dude, there, I've gotten so pissed off at at performers on yeah. my shows for mi- mistreating and mishandling my microphones. I got an old mic from the band days. It's broken now. It's it, it doesn't work. No, you know, no matter what I try with it, and I there was a time when I wanted to just keep it in my pocket for a while, and if I ever had to do something, just whip it out in the Seven Eleven. You know, mic drop punk. <laughs> <laughs> I uh. I gave uh, an old one that was it was you know it's just a crappy one that I had laying around uh, to a friend of mine who teaches special needs kids, mm-hmm. and she used it as like a kind of like a uh, uh, um, a reward for one of her, one of ah. the kids. Yeah, you know, nice, nice, nice guy, Eric. Once in a while, once in a while, not often. Oh yeah, yeah. You a teddy bear? I am. I'm a, I'm a teddy bear. I'm a teddy bear. Uh, Do anything interesting this weekend? I watched Black Swan. Okay. Yeah. My house was empty, but for me. Both kids were away. Wife's working. Whole house to myself. So I watched Black Swan. That's a messed up movie. Yeah. I, I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. I, I was confused. That's not hard. I no, this one really confused me. That's I mean, it's it's like M Night Shabalon confusing, man. You know, it's like there's twists and everything in it. I didn't like that. Well, like I said, it's not hard to confuse you. No, it is hold on. I can't see what my glasses on. All right. Didn't do much else. I watched the race. Uh it was Circuit of the Americas, so it wasn't just a turn left kind of thing. But it was in the rain, so it was kind of fun. Yeah. I didn't do much. Um, I worked uh, worked uh, Friday. Saturday, I kind of bummed around a little bit and then went to the carnival with Tyler and, and his wife. Mm. He's nice. Yeah. He's, he's. I just remember as he was quiet. He's kind of quiet, but once he, gets, once he opens know. up. Yeah. <laughs> once he opens up. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a project coming up with him and uh, him and uh, actually the other dude from Red Shirt Black Shirt. Yeah, I'll be doing a couple of uh, laying some bass tracks down for him on a couple of cover songs. Okay, gonna be fun. Up uh, going up the Sound Mine recording in uh, Stroudsburg, mm-hmm. where they did the Red Shirt Black Shirt album and were deprived as doing their EP. Okay. Yeah, and uh, actually, uh, go- the latest Gojira album. Oh, okay. Was like mastered there. Oh no shit! Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, like the engineer that they're working with worked on the latest Gojira record. Oh, so yeah, yeah I'm excited. Uh, some Alkaline Trio stuff, some Misfits stuff. Hmm. Just gonna be a fun time all around. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start writing down what I do on the weekends because it's like my, I I went uh, scandalous. I went out without a mask. Ooh, me too. Yeah. I went. I actually was in Lowe's and Giant. Without? Yep. They don't require it, so I said, fuck it. Well, I've been going to Country Harvest without one. 
I've been they go- still require it there. They got the sign up. Nobody said a word to me. Well, no, they're not. Nobody's get well to you. I mean, but they all know. Me. No, but it 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 did feel a little strange at first. But then, of course, I had to remember in the back of my head, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been I mean, uh, we're both fully vaccinated. Yeah. So by uh, by Commandant Wolf's and the CDC's <laughs> decree, we really don't need the mask anymore. But, I mean, if a place is... I usually have mine in my pocket. And if a place gets a case of the ass, you know, mm. I'll put it on. I'm not going to argue with anybody. Yeah, I mean, I felt... I, I I I completely forgot. As soon as I, you know, I got home, I noticed my mustache was uneven. <laughs> the left side was all curled up and the other side was curled down. I was like, why didn't anybody tell me? Now's the time you just say shit like that. Uh, like, oh, man. Well, in the, in the uh, past week since we last got together there's been a few developments in our uh our mutual spectrum of things we enjoy oh uh we lost one of the ecw originals in the past week uh new jack passed away okay at uh the age of 50 80 Mm -hmm. had a heart attack I was always a big fan of the gangsters. I thought they were, you know, just a... Uh, they were a tag team that was tailor-made for ECW. Mm-hmm. Especially New Jack, because New Jack was fucking crazy. Um, but I went back... Uh, I mean, I had seen it before, but I went back and rewatched some of his Smoky Mountain stuff where uh, Jim Cornette's only direction to him when he would go out and cut a promo was, Jack, go out and piss off some white people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And Jack did it. And then, you know, Jack goes to the to the land of extreme where Paul Heyman just lets those let those guys do every, anything they wanted. And uh, New Jack did some insane shit. And later on in his career, he did some stuff that was really, really, really sketchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of course, you've got the, the mass transit incident. Yep. Um, and then what he did to Gypsy, Gypsy Joe, uh, you know, 72 year old man whose gimmick is he's impervious to pain. Jack, nobody bothered to tell Jack this. <laughs> Jack beat the fucking brakes off that guy. <sighs> and then um, you had the time when, well, go back to ECW. Uh, New Jack and Vic Grimes took a fall off a scaffold. Mm-hmm. And uh, Grimes was up there. Jack, I can't do it. It's too high. And Jack said, we're going. And he pulled Grimes off and Grimes did a flip mm-hmm. and at the time Vic Grimes was about 350 pounds mm-hmm. they missed most of the table and Grimes came down on New Jack's head mm-hmm. uh, cracked New Jack's skull he lost the sight in his right eye and you know he had a few other neurological problems later mm-hmm. on you know to go with that well fast forward about uh, two years they're wrestling for XPW out on the west coast and they do a scaffold match mm-hmm. New Jack decides it's a good idea to fucking taser Grimes on yeah. top of the scaffold. And Grimes is up there, Jack, I can't feel my legs. He says, motherfucker, you ain't going to need them, and throws him off the scaffold. <laughs> he bounced off the ropes, dislocated his ankle. It was mm-hmm. bad. It, it, another foot, and Jack would have killed him. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, Jack did some sketchy shit, but... He was always entertaining, and when I had got to meet him at Flagstaff, he was a—he's just a really cool guy. Mm. Um, he's standing standing outside 
talking to the fans, taking pictures with us. And this is before cell phones. Yeah. So there was like, it was like real. Await, await. <laughs> yeah. Real cameras and whatnot. And then going up and kicking the fucking door of Flagstaff. Let us in, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So rest easy, New Jack. And today, news broke that David Ellefson has been fired from Megadeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I guess the allegations of him sending uh, sexy time videos to uh, allegedly underage people. I didn't even know there were allegations. Yeah. Um, I guess he made some videos and sent them to some people. Now, he's been married for quite a long time mm-hmm. and, you know, was born again Christian. And um, one of the reports was that the one girl that he sent these videos to was 17. Mm. Yeah. She's denied it. Ellison's denied it. But Megadeth has decided to part ways with David Ellison after all these years. Mm. Uh, for Well, actually, for the second time. Yeah, I know that he wasn't with him for a while, a few years back. Right. For which albums, I don't remember. I I don't know. I think I think he I don't think he was on the system has failed. I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, Ellefson is out of Megadeth, so yeah. now they're looking for. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Mustaine has somebody in mind or somebody in his pocket already. Yeah, because they got a tour coming up. The that was supposed to be last year. They mm-hmm. rescheduled it. It's going to be a co-headlining uh, jaunt with Lamb of God. With Trivium and In Flames as support. Should be a good show. That sounds like fun. Yeah, should be a good show. The closest place is going to be is Camden. (laughs) They'll be closer. They're coming. They're all coming. Yeah, well, the closest place is Camden. (laughs) Pretty soon we will be observing the pit from a safe distance. Well, I just (laughs) saw today... I just saw today a show in Stroudsburg that interests me in July. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Gemini Syndrome is the, is, the main, is, the, is the headline act. Okay. But the reason I'm intrigued and I want to go is A Killer's Confession is playing. Okay. Which is Waylon from Mushroomhead's new band. All right. And I, I, I've dug everything I've heard from A Killer's Confession so far. And Waylon's just a super cool fucking guy. And I want to support the things he does yeah. because he's a cool guy. So I might have to check that out. I haven't seen anybody playing nearby that I want to see yet. Well, I, I, I haven't really either. But I, I'm always keeping my eyes open. I mean, <laughs> Everybody I keep seeing is, is, well, all the tours are are happening everywhere else. Yeah. We're in the wrong state. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for Mudvayne to announce dates outside of festivals. Mm. I'll travel for that. (laughs) I'll travel for Mudvayne. I'll I'll, I'll see anybody. Yeah. I'll go as far as Jersey. Yeah, I'll go (laughs) go to Camden. Not Camden. Not Camden. I've been to Camden. Well then, well then, your other choice really is Holmdale or Newark, Boyertown, at, Boyer. the, at the Armory, Boyertown at the. Dude, my, why don't we just go to freaking? Why don't we just go to Manville 
at the at the actually hey, at the Legion. There's some really good wrestling shows coming up with some like Stevie Richards is going to be in them. Really? Yeah. I wonder if he'll want to fight me again. He, he he's not going to remember you. Yeah, well, I'm sure I can provoke him enough <laughs> to want to fight me again. No, now don't be provoking old men. <laughs> he's old now. He's old. Big, he's just, big he's just, Stevie, cool. He's doing it for the pay window. <laughs> you got to get the pay window, baby. Death right. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I saw there's some uh, some stuff coming up. Like uh, Game Changer Wrestling has mm-hmm. some stuff coming up. I'm not a big fan of GCW. Um, a lot of their shit is like. Like the the really really insane deathmatch stuff. Oh, I don't want to like know. Nick Na- Nick Gage no. type stuff, and I'm not into that. I'm I'm not really into what that. what I like from a good indie show. Is you got maybe four guys coming on that you know from somewhere. Yeah, and uh, the rest of the roster have day jobs where they're going to be entertaining, but they don't want to get hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I get that. And that's kind of what I'm looking for for an indie show, too. But be entertaining, at least. But Because you know these guys aren't making... They're, they're making, you know, they're making... The, the old adage is a handshake and a hot dog, yeah, you know? Yeah, and that's the truth. Yeah. It, it, for a lot of these small indies, it mm-hmm. is. And, I mean, to go... Like, to do what these deathmatch guys do, like guys like mm-hmm. Nick Gage, um, you know, with the, with the light tubes and yeah. all this other shit, you can't gimmick that. Yeah, it's I, uh, I, I, I was as fan as much as I was at ECW. I really, I don't care for those kind of things now. Right. But also, I mean, years ago, I used to like NASCAR for the car wrecks, and now that's kind of like my least favorite thing because I want to make sure everyone's okay. Right. Well, I mean, even even back at, in the ECW days, if Paulie if Paulie did a match and he thought it went too far. Like the Taipei death match between Ian and Axel Rotten, mm. where they had their hands taped and then broken glass on the tape. Yeah. Paulie never did that again. The barbed wire match between Sabu and Terry Funk, where uh, Sabu got ripped open from basically his elbow to his armpit a minute into the match, finished the match with, you know, he, he got a roll of athletic tape, taped up his arm, finished the match. They had to cut Terry Funk out of the barbed wire at the mm. end of the match. Paulie never did that again. <laughs> I mean, there's a point where you think, like, this may not be a good idea to begin with. Right. <laughs> but Paulie, at the time, Paulie was like, oh, okay, the guys want to do it. Let's give them a show. Yeah. But then afterwards, he he had the sense to say, that's too far. Mm-hmm. Like places like Game Changer Wrestling and and CZW, mm-hmm. I don't know if they like legitimately don't care about their about their roster, or if yeah, but the roster has to be you know culpable to a bit. Oh yeah, I mean, it's like you say, okay, we're gonna do this match. We're gonna like staple shit to each other. No, I'm and, not. And, yeah, it's like that's not happening. Well, you're not working. Okay, I ain't working here. Then walk out. Right. I mean that, and and to a, it's a lesser thing, but you have all these indies that always booked uh, Joey Ryan, mm-hmm. right? And Joey Ryan is, it, I mean, it's been found out now that he's a scumbag human being, mm-hmm. um, with like all the speaking out movement and stuff. Turns out, you know, he was 
he was trading spots on his cards for sexual favors and things of that nature oh, and sexual assault and all kinds of shit. Joey Ryan's a scumbag. Uh. But what do you expect from a guy whose signature spot is a dick flip? <laughs> you grab his junk. Yeah. Okay. You grab his junk and then he like hulks up and thrusts his hips and you take a and you do a flip and you take a bump off of that off of his fucking dick. Mm. Calls himself the king of dong style. Yeah. yeah. What do you expect? Yeah, it's, it, it, it comes to a point when, it's like, oh, that's no surprise. I would have liked to have seen a guy like New Jack. <laughs> I would have liked to see Joey Ryan say, hey, New Jack, uh, you're going to take the dick flip. No. No, I'm not. Can you imagine what a guy like Jack would have done to him? It's like maybe they would have you know, agreed to it to begin with, and then as soon as he gets in the ring, it's not happening. Yeah, which which is, ex- which in my mind is acceptable in that situation. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, do we want to stick our hand in the dirt bucket or just free form today? No, no, no. We got we got five left. We got five left. Yeah. Okay. So it's time to. Yeah, pull. I did count that right. <laughs> okay, so it's time to. Come th- start coming up with some new stuff, I think, soon. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do we got? Ah. Lord of the Rings. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I guess. No, it's actually concerts. Best work act. Best, worst, etc. Oh. You should write that out then. Now, don't just put the word act. ETC, etc. <laughs> it's an acceptable... It's an acceptable abbreviation. <laughs> Supposedly. Reposedly. Irregardless of what you say. <laughs> oh, God. You're yes, just, now, now, you're just, now you're just doing it on purpose. Yes. This, oh. Almost an easy list. Almost. Almost easy. Because the amount, I, it's hard to think of, except for that Testament show, where the sound guy was like on like shrooms or something. Uh-huh. And decided to muffle, like, like just like put the bass up on everybody. So it was like, you know, it's like you couldn't hear shit. Yeah. And I don't consider that a bad concert because it wasn't Chuck Billy's fault. Right. You know, I don't think I've been to a bad one. Oh, I have. I mean, I. I, I it wasn't an overall bad show. Yeah. But um, I was I, I, I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let, let's go with that one first. The worst, my worst concert experience, I went with uh, a fr- uh, old friend of mine to see ZZ Top mm-hmm. at the Allentown Fairgrounds All right. along with Brooks and Dunn. Now, Brooks and Dunn played first, country show. I know who Brooks and Dunn are. Well, you were looking like... Yeah, uh-huh. well, no, I'm looking like you at a Brooks and Dunn show. It's like, Dude, I like Brooks and Dunn. Okay, all right. I, I actually you like Brooks me. and Dunn. You know me. This is a no-judgment zone. Plenty of judgment when needed. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, Brooks and Dunn comes out. Big, you know, full show band. You know, three guitar players, plus, the, plus Kicks and Ronnie strumming away on the acoustics. A drummer... Bass player, lap steel, the whole, you know, big ass country show band, right? Yeah. Everything was spot on. Everything was perfect. Everything was clear. There was good separation in the instruments. You could, you could hear everything. Mm-hmm. ZZ Top comes out. 
to start the they start the show off with under pressure. All right. Great song. Mm-hmm. Dusty Hill ran around the stage for half of that song before he before his roadie could catch up to him and plug his fucking bass in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half of that song, half of Under Pressure, Dust, you couldn't hear Dusty Hill's bass. I'm just seeing a picture, like, running back and forth. And like, say, like, trip him, trip him, something. Pretty Stop much. Stop him. Pretty much. You can see the roadie getting fru- uh, that, frustrated. That boy says, I'm just going to stand in one spot. By law of averages, he will pass me. <laughs> and like, they, they, they sounded horrible. They were, yeah. they were very disappointing. It's three guys, okay? It's three guys. Everything sounded muddled. Yeah, that. Yeah, the sound guys. What I mean, years later, he gets a job by a testament show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's could, could be could could have been the same sound guy. Yeah, um, that was that's probably my most disappointing thing. That and the fra- fact that Frank Beard, mm-hmm. the the drummer of ZZ Top, yeah, ironically the only guy without a beard, Frank Beard. Looked like he had no desire to be in Allentown, Pennsylvania that <laughs> night during most of the show. And during the points of the show where he looked like, where he didn't look like he just didn't want to be in Allentown, he looked like he was ready to fall over dead. Uh, I felt bad for him. They were, they, were, they were out drinking the night before. Something. or uh, Something. Or, you know, the Reverend Billy F. Gibbons yeah. done got into some of Willie's stash or something. But that was that's probably my most disappointing concert uh concert. What about like individual concert moments that have nothing to do with the artist itself? Concert moments that were just bad for kind of what happened. Oh. Because like like I have like the fat guy uh, landing on me in a Slayer concert. Yeah. Um, being, uh, I, being punched in the face in the mosh pit. Yeah, a typo. I mean, well, I mean that's that. It's a mosh pit. You expect that? No, no. This guy wanted to fight. It wasn't. Oh, it oh, wasn't. Oh. It wasn't a nice mosh pit because the guy like flat out punched me. You know, in like punched me in the face, and then when I turned and looked at him, he was giving me that look like you know, like come on, let's go, do let's something. Go. Yeah, yeah. So I elbowed him. In, I elbowed him in the nose. See now, you know. <laughs> see now, the thing is, like everybody today talks about safe spaces, right? Yeah. I need my safe space. The first rule of the pit is, if somebody goes down, you help them up. Exactly. Right. For people of our generation that were involved in shit like that, mm-hmm. the mosh pit truly is a safe space. Yeah. A good mosh pit. If you don't want to be a part of it, just stay out. Yeah. And you know, both uh, we have both had the dirty looks at us on the peoples of the fringes of the mosh pit. Yeah. Like, oh, why are you hitting us? Look where you're at. Yeah. Look what you're at. Listen to what's playing. Yeah, we know you're not in the pit, but your back is, is to this. It's going to happen. Yeah. You're at a Slayer show. <laughs> you're within spitting distance of said pit. You're going to be involved. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it's... Well... One, it wasn't a disappointing experience, but it was the first time I I had ever seen Mushroom Head from outside the pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met, we went, uh, me and Carrazzo and my cousin Artie went down to Reverb in Reading to see Mushroom Head and Head PE. Uh, it is a name I've heard in years. 
Dude, Head PE still throws down hard. Dude, they're great live. Mm. Great live band. Um, but I was like four weeks removed from shoulder surgery. <laughs> this had to have been right near this, the show we went to as well. I was four weeks removed <laughs> from shoulder surgery. I'm still in the sling okay. with the pillow. Okay. Yeah. First and only time I've ever seen Mushroom Head outside of the pit. But uh, that that was a cool show because I got to hang out with uh, Waylon. Uh, I got to hang out with Waylon there. Um, he came, sat down, ate a burger at our table uh, outside. Took my CD and my mask in to get signed by the rest of the band. Nice. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I love Mushroom Head. I've met, uh, except for the new guys, I've met every member of Mushroom Head at least once. And they're all just super cool. Except for Skinny. Skinny is the only lasting member of Mushroom Head I've never met. Mm. And he he's the drummer and like the mastermind. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to hear this, so I don't mind saying it. He's a dick. He doesn't give a fuck about the fans. And he really doesn't give a fuck about the rest of his band. If he's that way, even if he hears, he doesn't care. Dude, he fired his own brother. Well... Okay, I don't know mushroom head. Yeah, I, I, okay. So, but so, moving on. <laughs> so now, so now we can go to the awesome experiences because so many. There's, it's like, there's, I can't. I think a few of my favorite. One of them is actually on YouTube. What's that? When Anthrax was playing at Croc Rock. Yes. And me and Jim were there, and they did Indian. That was Stomp Four Four Two tour, wasn't it? No. Oh, I don't think so. No, 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 no. This was way beyond. Oh, okay. Yeah. This oh. was when Joey had just come back. Oh, Joey had just come back. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they did Indian, and the circle pit was the entire floor yep. of Croc Rock. Yep. There, there was not a place that wasn't moshing. There was no safe space. And and Scott kind of stopped and, and said he had never seen anything that crazy before that the entire floor was a circle pit. And, and what happened when he said war dance? Oh, when he said oh war dance when war dance hit, I mean it was just chaos, <laughs> chaos consumed. But every song, every song that happened was just nothing. But I mean, it was just the mosh pit never really stopped. Yeah, except for I think it maybe the beginning of be all end all or something, when it's a little bit of a slower. Oh. You know, it's like but the mosh pit like just kept on going, and it was just. That was just. I love mosh pits. Yeah, I've had I have so much fun in them. Yeah, but at our age, they're getting dangerous. <laughs> at our age, they're very dangerous. <laughs> they are getting dangerous. Yeah. Uh, here's a cool one that, uh, and a, a lot of my cool concert experiences um, happen with Mark because you know we we had similar tastes in music, and you know we would just we'd go to shows, and uh, one of the cool ones. We went to see Black Sabbath mm. on the farewell tour. Okay. Down uh, over in Camden. So before we can get before the, the gates open to the great unwashed, um, when they're doing the the private sound check yeah. thing, right? We're walking around the waterfront in Camden, you know, where uh, you can see the the USS New Jersey, I know the battleship right, yeah. and all that. Yep. We're walking around the the, the waterfront. And we were listening to Black Sabbath sound check. 
And Mark and I just look at each other fucking giddy. <laughs> like, dude, we're going we're gonna to get to see that. And we get inside. The first band, I can't remember the name of the band. But they were, they were really good. But it was like, what is a band like this playing with Sabbath for? Um, but they were, mm-hmm. uh, it was a good band. Um, Sabbath comes out or, or gets ready to take the stage. And it starts, they opened with the song Black Sabbath. Yeah. And they've got the taped intro <laughs> of the rainstorm. It started fucking <laughs> raining. I looked at Mark. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? How did they do that? Because we're outside, yeah. at, 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 you know, at, at the BB&T Pavilion in Camden. And no shit, man. It starts raining during the taped rain intro to Black Sabbath. Nice. And Sabbath... I, I got to give those guys all the credit in the world. They played about uh, they played about an hour and a half that night, mm-hmm. and Ozzy didn't start to slow down or seem to be tired until about an hour, hour and ten into the show. Mm-hmm. Ozzy threw down. Tony Iommi is is still Tony Iommi. Geezer Butler is still Geezer Butler. And the guy that they had playing drums for him, I just wish it would have been Bill Ward because it would have been nice to see the original Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But Tommy Clefidos, phenomenal drummer. And, you know, Bill Ward played a lot of really, played a lot of really off-kilter shit. Yeah. Perfect. Unbelievably good. Sabbath is one of my, that's, that's one of my highlights of, you know, every concert I've ever seen. Mm. The only part that sucked about that show was we paid 35 bucks to park. Oh my, yeah, that's the way most shows are. 35 bucks to park. And we had a walk uh, better than a quarter of a mile from the parking lot to the fucking venue. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. For 35 bucks, I want a shuttle bus, man. <laughs> one of the one of the strangest ones, I think, concerts I think I've ever been at. You want to talk about a, like a genre mixing show. Uh-huh. Kid Rock, Run DMC, and Aerosmith at Montage. That must have been fun. It was. It was strange because I wasn't really into Kid Rock. Yeah. Um, and I liked DMC, and they were doing all the their hits, and then of course Aerosmith did all their best stuff, and then um, they were doing Walk This Way, you know, which was like the highlight. I think the funniest part of the show was when uh, uh, Kid Kid Rock was coming on. And he, he was like, he came on and he was doing some scratching. He's like, hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is the whole crowd goes Slim Shady, right? And then he starts following with the bar. Yeah, yeah, he's like, no, no, my name is Kid. And I'm like, okay, well, that was interesting. I don't know if Eminem would appreciate that. Maybe. I, I'm i not sure. <laughs> I, 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 he, he, the setup was perfect though, yeah. to, go, to go into bar with the bar. Yeah. You know, Kid Rock, I, I've never seen Kid Rock live. But I gotta give that dude credit. Um, he's one of those. He's one of those artists that I think genuinely gives a shit about his fans. Mm. Like he did a tour a few years ago when when touring was still a thing. Yeah. Um, all the tickets were twenty bucks. Mm. Uh, every ticket was twenty bucks, mm. and he was spo- The tour was sponsored by Miller Lite. 
you can get 16-ounce Miller Lights at a Kid Rock <laughs> show that you got in for 20 bucks. Miller Lights were $2. Yeah, not too bad. Instead of a $9 beer well, at a concert. Oh, yeah, that's one of... Yeah, that, that show had like three different audiences in it. Which oh, was, yeah. Which was weird. It was it was very it was very weird at the time to kind of see those three audiences mixed, and the Aerosmith audience just had to be my favorite because the ladies couldn't keep the tops on. Yeah, <laughs> I kept I kept like losing focus of the show because I kept oh, bazooms. Yeah, it just kept happening. It's yeah. like it's like okay, this is a thing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to another show where that's happened. But then again, some of the more shows I've been. Bit harder than that. Yeah, I don't think Carrie King cares. <laughs> no, no, Carrie Carrie Kerry does his thing. Yeah. What What's the first concert you ever went to? Oh, uh, it was Poison and Slaughter. Where was that at? That, Stabler. That was at Stabler. Okay, and that was also the one that uh, Aaron Thompson. Yeah, that I ran in the skinny there, and he was dressed in, in ripped denim. And I think it was a USA flag bandana. I think <laughs> I might be wrong on that, but he was just—he was so '80s decked out, <laughs> yeah. Which I'd never seen him like that before. Right. I didn't know he owned those clothes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would, you know, I if I ever find myself in Atlanta again, I have to look him up, but I have to do it on a night where he's playing because mm-hmm. I would love to see him play. I would love to hear him play guitar again. Mm-hmm. He, to this day, he's probably the best guitar player I've ever played with. He's he, he's just a, mm-hmm. a, an awesome musician. Good dude, too. Yeah. Oh, I always liked him. First concert I ever went to, Iron Maiden, Fastway, and Coney Hatch at the Allentown Fairgrounds on the Peace of Mind Tour. I was eight yep. years old. And I think that was the one... That's made, was made famous on uh, Up the Irons. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the the um, Barry, but Harry is is thinking about Bob. He's got a problem with his bass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made me. He fucked my gig. Yeah, exactly. That if you ever if you ever get a chance to uh, out there find the first ten years of Iron Maiden. It's narrated by uh, Nico McBrain. It has just tons of great stuff on it, and there is a story on there. About uh, message from Mary. Yep, a mission. And, it's called a mission, yeah, mission from Mary. Mission from Mary. It is freaking hilarious. You can you can actually find it on YouTube. Okay, yeah, and that's- um, <laughs> you can find it on YouTube. What happened was um, Nico's doing his drum solo, and uh, and it it did happen in Allentown, Pennsylvania, at the Allentown Fairgrounds. He's doing his drum solo, and unbeknownst to Nico, Steve Harris is having a problem with his bass transmitter with his wireless transmitter for his bass right and this is in like the mid the early to mid 80s mm-hmm. where the wireless was in its infancy yet so he's having a problem with his bass transmitter and he sends a tech out to tell nico that he's got to extend his drum solo <laughs> and it, and hilarity ensues yeah um Unbeknownst to the boys in the band, somebody's recording this conversation yeah. <laughs> where where Nico is wanting the guy fired. Oh, it was so great. And Dickinson is like, he's a proud geezer. Yeah. There are so many great quotes in that. He made me fuck. Yeah, there, I mean, we, we used to quote that so many times hearing yep. it. <laughs> you know. One of my favorites is still, well, fuck my old boots. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you ever, if you, if you, 
get on YouTube, find a mission from Ari, A R R Y. Yeah, yeah it's hilarious. I, I always, I always remember that one. And and you probably didn't even know in the audience that you were in a key pivotal moment. No, of, I didn't. Of Iron Maiden history. I didn't, no, I didn't. Yeah. That, like Bruce said, nobody noticed. Oh, noticed. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> he fucked up my gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, that was um, a fast way. Mm-hmm. You know, one hit wonder. Yep. Uh, Say what you will was their big, was their big hit. But um, Eddie Clark, fast Eddie Clark, was a guitar player in Motorhead at mm-hmm. one point. But uh, yeah, I got the I, I saw them. That was that was my first show. It was quite memorable. Um, it was a, a surprise from my mom. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. I didn't know that we were getting. Uh, I didn't know I was going until we got there. Man, I would have loved to. I would have loved to. Have, I wasn't in metal at that time. Sadly, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, my mom. Uh, my mom always still listens to. So, well, like nowadays she listens to 99.9, mm-hmm. but for, I was, I was brought up on Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, for years, my mom's favorite band was Queensryche. Yeah. May very well still be. So, you know, that was my musical upbringing. <laughs> um, what's the band you've seen most live? I'm unsure if it's Anthrax or Megadeth, because I'd really have to sit down and think about it. Because I've seen them both multiple times, right? In multiple venues, I cannot remember for the life of me which one was more. Right for me, um, for me, it's Mushroom Head. Mm-hmm. I've seen Mushroom Head, I think, thirteen times. Damn. Yeah, um, I've I, I've seen them. I th- I think it's thirteen now. I've seen Slayer seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. Um. Possibly more. <laughs> now that I think about it, um, you know. But Slipknot is catching up. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen Slipknot like six times. That's one band that never disappoints. Yeah, I cannot. I and I know I saw Megadeth on the Rust in Peace, but um, when they redid the whole thing. Yeah, which I I know everybody loves that album. It's not one of my favorite albums, so I didn't really care about listening to the whole thing. That was the one that was in Scranton, though. And that had, that didn't even really have a pit. That had a wall of humans pushing up against each other. Where at in Scranton was that? Uh, some Masonic Temple of some oh, the, sort. Oh, the Masonic Temple. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the whole wall of bodies was just pressing up against each other. And if you didn't like maintain some sort of a stance, you were going to die. Yeah. I mean, it that was just, it was just insane. And that was, but I did also see them again. Sands, I know I saw them. That was another good show. Except, you know, when Dave had to just rant. Well, that's I, that's, that's Mustaine. What are yeah. you going to do? Well, but he didn't rant in Scranton. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he kept it, you know. But I know, I, mean, I think I've seen all like, except for Metallica, I've seen like all the big four and all, this, all the little four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've never seen Metallica live. No, no. I've never seen had an opportunity. Them, I've seen them a few times. Um, I won't see them now because I'm not paying $200 to go to a fucking football stadium and sit yeah. in nosebleeds to see them. Yeah, I'm not I, doing that. Yeah. I, I always, I mean, <laughs> I always figured there was a part of me that always thought that, you know, you'd see some of these bands that were stadium tours and like I've seen Cinderella 
in a small in a small venue at Montage. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, Montage really isn't small. Yeah, but I was close. I mean, it's not. I mean, I was in that lower lower section. Yeah, but it's like. I see I see bands like that there, and I guess I always thought in the back of my mind, I'll wait till Metallica's not so popular. Yeah, well... <laughs> and, and it just it just won't happen. Yeah. And even after St. Anger, their popularity is dips, you know, in music-wise. They're not on everybody's tongue of new stuff, but they still you can't get into a damn show. No. Um, and, and like, I mean, and to be to be completely honest... Kudos to them to be able yeah. to sell out baseball stadiums. Oh and football my god, stadiums. yeah! I mean, I still love Metallica music. Yeah, even, and after all the dumb shit they did, with with just you know, hey, it's their band, it's their, it's what they want to do. I still enjoy the music. Yeah, I still do too. Um, what's the furthest you've ever gone for a show? That's tough. I think hmm. I've been to Reading. Jersey, Scranton. I'm not sure which is furthest. I'm terrible at you. I've, I don't think I've ever been at that far. The furthest I've ever <laughs> gone for a show. Yeah. Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah, I... I so that to the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. As, Asbury Park Convention Hall for fucking Slayer. Yeah. Um, it was Slayer, uh, Diecast, and Hatebreed. Diecast, Gary and I, it was, it was me and Gary Rarig. Mm-hmm. Gary and I got there uh, right after Diecast got done playing. So we missed them. Hatebreed starts and I instantly felt bad for Hatebreed because that crowd was there for one reason and one reason only, and mm-hmm. that's Slayer. Yeah. Half of the crowd turned their backs to Hatebreed and the other half just flipped them off. Yeah. Hatebreed got no love. Mm-hmm. And they're they're not one of my favorite they're they're not one of my favorite bands, no. Rick, Ricky Rackman. But you know, I, I I dig some of Hatebreed stuff, but that crowd was absolutely only there for one thing. Yep, and it was Slayer, you know. And to their credit, Slayer, like they always do, came out and destroyed that crowd. Oh yeah, Slayer is one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Yeah, they put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Yeah, even Dad Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, if you've ever seen Slayer live, you know who you know what Dad Tom is all about. Yeah. It, it, it's so cool. This like he kind of like flips a switch. He'll be talking all nice and hey, everybody take care of everybody down there in the pit. Be cool to each other. And then they bust into like war ensemble yeah. or something. Yeah. You know. Ah. Uh, yeah, I I did enjoy I do well, I did enjoy Slayer the couple times that I seen them. They were just excellent show. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I was like, well, I know that like all, I know so many shows I've been to have four four acts, and I love almost all the acts that I see. I love all the opening yeah. acts. You know, I know there's some people that they'll go to a show and they we're not going to go see the opening act. You know, why the hell not? Exactly. You know, I, I I paid the money. Let's see what's on there. And expose yourself to something yeah. new. And there are some that I don't really care for. There, there's. I can honestly think of one show I've ever been to where I purposely said, fuck the opening act. Mm-hmm. And it was Corn, Slipknot, 
and a band called King 810. Okay. Fuck King 810. Not a fan? Horrible. Right. Horrible. Um, they're, they're like garbage people that make garbage music. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh, think of like almost a, like a white supremacist look, looking body count. <laughs> white su- wait, wait. When you say body count, you're, well, talking, you know how, I, you're talking iced tea. Yes. You know how body count used to come out with the guys with the AKs? Yeah. Think white clowns Jesus, doing it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's King 810. They're they're fucking trash. Mm. They're they're absolute trash. But that night I got to see Corn and Slipknot again. Yeah. Always a good show. Yes. I think the one well, the two that I still would would love. I still I still like to, to go to a gathering of the juggalos. You know what? I think I would actually I, go to that. I, I think I think I would have a really fun time well, at, at the Dark Carnival. I, I, I probably would have a good time too. I'd have such a stupid grin on my face. Yeah. And then, but I have to be like, you know, hey, have some Fago. I, look, can't with the sugar. With the sugar. You got sugar free? You, you got diet Fago. Yeah, it's like I'd have to. I, I'll represent, but please, I got diabetes. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, I would. I think I, I might actually. I would oh, actually excuse go. Me, excuse me. I got the beatus. All right. Just, <laughs> can you please? <laughs> I got diabetes. <laughs> Turn into Wilford Brimley all yeah. of a sudden. Hey, I could work with that. Yeah, I getting a little brushy. <laughs> all right, here's a here's a question for yeah. you. Yeah, what is the one band that you've seen live that surprised you the most? Hmm. Be it with how good they were, how bad they were, how much you enjoyed them, whatever it was. Suicidal. Well, suicidal. Yeah, that was your most pleasant Honestly, surprise. Yeah, because I. Their music, I, I, I love the music. I did not think that it was going to be that energetic a show. Oh, God. They were awesome, weren't they? I mean, I want, I want to see them as a headliner more than I do what they were. I mean, just a, an opening act because they had to rein it in. Yeah. And if that's them reining it in, oh, my God. Yeah. They were, they were fantastic. Um, I mean, the only time I've seen them was that show yeah. that we were at at, at, at the Sands. Yeah, but you know, that was just that was just crazy, and that just surprised the hell out of me that old guys like that, because because normal let's let's you know we could be honest here. A lot of the bands that we really have seen, they don't move much. No, you know, they get up there, they're playing instruments, they'll walk around a little bit, but they don't like like not like when they first were around in their twenties, right? Now, but but you'd swear Mike Muir is still in his twenties. Yeah, and he's still doing the whole the the yeah. same old psycho Mike stuff he was doing yeah. back in the day. And, and the drummer up on top of the drum kit. I know those things aren't that sturdy. I don't know what they did to that drum kit that they could stand on it. Well, he was a large man too. He was a very large man. Yes. Well, you know who's playing drums for Suicidal now? Who? Dave Lombardo, formerly of Slayer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Lombardo's playing with Suicidal now. Um, so, yeah, they put on a great show. Exodus put on a great show that night. Oh. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen Exodus a couple times doing there. They're they're fun. Testament's fun. Testament's fun. Um, you know, one of the ones that surprised me the most that I it, like, I enjoyed it. I got free tickets for it uh, when I still worked for Pencor. Mm-hmm. 
because I guess they were having a hard time selling the sh- selling tickets for the show at the peak. So they made it an employee appreciation thing yeah. and everybody could get tickets. I went up and I saw the Marshall Tucker Band. Oh, okay. No opener. And they threw down for two hours plus. Hmm. That was a hell of a show. I'm not real big into most Southern rock. Yeah. But Marshall Tucker put on one hell of a performance. It, especially in a place like Penn's Peak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw... Now, there's a band of local... Well, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're local. Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. We've seen them at Penn's Peak, and we've seen them at Music Fest. Yeah, I know they, who they are. Oh. They're, now, the funny part is, people go get dressed up as the 80s. Right. So, how do you think I show up? Like hair metal 80s. Yeah, like I'm dressed now. Right. And I have people commenting on my outfit. <laughs> Well, I saw I did I didn't see um I didn't see Rubik's Cube at Penn's Peak. Yeah. I got tickets to see Jesse's Girl. Okay. Which is another 80s tribute. Mm-hmm. Um and the opening act that night was Escape, which is a Journey tribute. Okay. And I'm a big Journey fan. So, I was very impressed with especially the singer, with Hugh the guy's name is Hugo. Okay. Pulled off Steve Perry really, really well, which is hard to do because Steve Perry's a damn fine singer. Mm-hmm. Damn fine singer. And uh, then Jesse's girl comes on. And I'm thinking, all right, we're going to hear some, I'm going to hear some, you know, some power ballads, some hair, uh, hair metal. And then they took the stage and I realized I'm in the wrong 80s show. Oh, no. Yeah. When they all come out in neon and spandex and leg warmers and shit. I realized what I was getting. Oh, you weren't into that 80s stuff, that that version? When I'm getting nothing but Madonna <laughs> and uh uh Debbie Gibson and shit like that. No, nah, that's not my that's uh, not my 80s. <laughs> that was that was that was was my 80s because that's what I I that's what I watched MTV for. That's what all it was on. You know? Yeah. And then you met me. <laughs> well, I you know, I mean I, I would watch Adam Curry as well here. <laughs> and, you know, I just remember that that moment. You just handing me Master of Puppets and say, you know, because I had my walk. May say, put this in there. Just put it in, you know, uh, you know, it's like, and I just said, dun, 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 dun. Oh, what's this? What? What is this? It's like my ears. Oh, oh my God. I like it. I like it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was just, you know. I don't know how long we'd known each other before that, but I know I used to have my Walkman every day coming in, and I had my my '80s tunes, which yep. I you know, and and you just yeah, l- let's put this put this in, you know, oh yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> no, but I knock I me Lego phones yeah, off. Yeah, so I, I, that was like my yeah my introduction to metal. Yeah, in the in the '80s, and it was like. Oh, there's something different out there. Yes, <laughs> and and like the time I'm hipping you to like to to bands like Metallica mm-hmm. and Anthrax and stuff yep. like that, I'm getting turned on to bands like DRI. Yeah, and that just continued the flow. Yep. Yeah, I like, know. Like, I, because we met that wonderful individual Ryan Byer. Yep. Uh, uh, we met Byer, and you know I get turned on to DRI. DRI is one band I wish I would have gotten to mm-hmm. see live. Uh, yeah, here, there we go. What's one band that you never got to see that you wish you did? Motorhead. I am fortunate 
Yeah. I got to see Motorhead live. I, I, I never got to see it. I never got to experience it. And I'm, well, it, it is, you know, it is what it's going to be. So it's, I'm not going to, you know, I just, I've never got to see him, but, you know, I wish I had. Yeah. I, I, I saw them on, at, at a Mayhem Festival. That Mayhem Festival was, it was, it was fantastic. Anthrax headlined the second stage. Okay. So we're down at the second stage. Randy and I are literally like 10 feet from the PA mains. Yeah. So it's fucking loud. <laughs> now we go up to the main part of Monta- of Toyota Pavilion, the montage. Yeah. Right? And we're not down in the 100 section, but we're in the 200 section of the seating. Like right behind where the soundboard is. Right. Right behind where the soundboard is. Asking Alexandria opens the main stage. Fucking terrible. Okay. And Danny Worsnop's a dick on top of it. Mm. Their lead singer. Um, now, in their defense, they were direct playing directly before Motorhead. <laughs> the other two bands on the main stage that night were Slayer and Slipknot. <laughs> Nobody wanted to see Asking Alexandria. <laughs> no. And the crowd let them knew. Yep. And Danny Worsnop did not take it well. And he called, he called the crowd a bunch of assholes and told the crowd to go fuck themselves and this and that and the other thing. <laughs> so they play their set and they leave the stage and here comes Motorhead. <laughs> now, at this point, we're 100 yards from the, from the PA mains. Yeah. Okay, we're 100 yards from the stage and where all the PA mains are hanging. Right. It is the loudest... <laughs> Thing I've ever heard in my life. Motorhead comes out and they started with, I think, Overkill. Oh. Great start. Yeah. They play a couple of songs and Filthy Phil and uh, Phil, Phil goes up to his mic and says, this might be a stupid question, but does anybody want us to play louder? <laughs> and with that, Lemmy goes back to Murder One and turns it up. <laughs> and it got fucking louder. Mickey D played a drum solo that day that blew my mind. I mean, I'm a big fan of the original drummer of Motorhead, Filthy Phil Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of Filthy Phil Campbell. Um, no, no, Filthy Phil Taylor. Phil Campbell was yeah. a guitar player. But Mickey D, I've been a fan of his since his time with King Diamond. Mm-hmm. So to see Mickey D do his drum oh. solo live, killer. And I got to experience the god of rock and roll live lemmy kilmister that that, i mean that's one i i'm glad i got the check off my bucket list yeah you know motorhead is it's one to this day is one of the best shows i've ever been to just because i got to see Motorhead. yeah and then the top the cherry on top for the night was i got to see slayer again and i got to see slipknot again you know yeah, I've seen um, I've and I've seen a lot of '80s like metal bands. Yeah, you know, and like, the hair metal bands because I was I still love that I still would love that scene. Yeah. So I cannot remember who was on the roster for Cinderella though. Well, the the stadium tour is getting rebooked. Mm-hmm. Motley Crue, Poison, Def Leppard. Are you going? No. You know what? No, because. Uh, Poison is just I don't know I 
I, I'm not going to go because I'm not going to spend that kind of money for that show because the tickets are going to be ridiculous. Ten years ago, I would have jumped at it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Even ten years ago, yeah. I doubt I would have because ten years ago, I had already seen what Vince Neil had become but, live. But there are so there are so many other bands that I just I, I want to see right now. Yeah. You know, that are going to are going to be. I want to see Ghost. I you got know, to I got to see I, them. I, I want to see Hailstorm. I I have not yet. I have yet to see Hailstorm. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I I saw Ghost open for Maiden. I'd love to see Body Count. I got to see them. You know, I I'd love to see all these guys, but I just have to wait until, you know. Now maybe I'm going to have Val drive me to a show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I got to see uh, down at down at Philly at the Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, Snacky John and Kim had tickets for Iron Maiden and Ghost. Well, something came up. They couldn't go. Mm. Luxury box tickets. Of course. (laughs) Luxury box tickets. Who gets the tickets? Me and Mark. Mm. So we got to see Ghost open for Iron Maiden in a luxury box (laughs) at the Wells Fargo Center. You talk about a good time. Yeah, I. That was a, that was a good time, and Maiden always puts on a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Ghost is fucking great live. There's a lot of people like a lot of people don't like Ghost. They don't they don't dig them. I dig them. I like what they do, and they're really 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 good. Yeah, live. I like I like the music. Yeah, I I, I act. You know, like typo negative, and you know, Ghost and Electric Wizard. Yeah, I like. Dark Gothic Doom. Yeah, that might that may be one of my next to thrash. That might be one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Um, what is the best from a musical standpoint? From a performance, a musical performance standpoint, what is the best show you've ever been to? You ever seen musical? That's kind. Of, hmm. That's because none of them are, you know, were really. I mean, they all did their jobs very well. I can't. Yeah, but I mean, which one was like, like mind-bogglingly good? Oh, jeez. Slayer. Yeah, I, I, I can't. You know, I, I the one that I was front row center. Yeah, I'll I'll never be front row center at a Slayer show the rest of my life. Somehow I got that. Yeah, you know. And it was just amazing to watch you know, and listen and see everything up close. Yeah. Because Slayer's music takes a great deal of technical proficiency mm-hmm. to play. And it, it the, the, how good they are live is unreal. Yeah. And 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 watching it at, at that level, I mean, I've, I've, that's, that might be the closest I've been at almost any concert. Yeah. You know? I got... I got two. One is I got I got to see Rush live at the at the Allentown Fairgrounds. It was me, Missy, my mom, and my dad. Randy's still pissed at me because he he couldn't go to that show, but my mom and my dad wanted it just to be the four of us, right? That mm-hmm. so that's who went. I got to see Rush live. Mm. Do the entire Moving Pictures album from front to back. Okay. 
plus, you know, a regular rush show in between. No opening act, two and a half hours of rush, including Neil Peart's drum solo. <laughs> you've not seen a live drum solo until you've seen a Neil Peart drum solo. Damn. On, I, I, dude, I literally picked my jaw up off the floor. Mm. It's like, holy fuck. I wanted to go home. It was one of those shows where I wanted to go home and burn every instrument I had <laughs> because I'll never be that good. Mm. And to see three guys pull that shit off on stage, you know, Getty's there, he's got his bass on, and then he goes over, he starts, you know, his feet working the bass pedals while he's playing the keyboards and singing. Yeah. Or he's playing the keyboards and Alex is working the bass pedals while he's playing guitar. You know, unbelievable. And then Neil Peart just doing what Neil Peart does. Mm. You know. And the other one, another Mark Carrazzo show, we went to York to see Zappa plays Zappa. Okay. It was Dweezil Zappa before all the lawsuits with his family um, playing the, uh, uh, which... Well, I forget which album they played that night. Joe's Garage? No, it wasn't Joe's Garage. Uh, Shake it was, Your Booty? Uh, no, it was Roxy and Elsewhere. Right. Uh, they did the entire Roxy and Elsewhere album, front to back, plus a few other selected Zappa classics. Now, Frank Zappa, when he when he was alive, his band usually consisted of 10 to 12 guys. Mm-hmm. 10 to 12 musicians. Dweezil comes out. There's six people on the stage. And they did it all. Mm. There was one dude there. He's playing the keyboards with his left hand. He's blowing the sax with his right hand. And occasionally he takes a break from the sax to sing a, to sing a line. Yeah. <laughs> what? Jeez. Yeah. And the cool, one of the coolest things for me is, uh, for me that night was Dweezil, Dweezil's up there with his dad's SG. The the burn the famous burned SG, mm-hmm. and that's the guitar that Dweezil played that night. And for me being a Zappa fan, I geeked out on just on the guitar. Mm. I'm like, I know that fucking guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this was one of the coolest things I've ever seen a, a performer do. Um, Dweezil's on stage. He says, "Yeah." Um, after we're done, you know, we got a couple more songs we're going to play. But after we're done, if anybody wants to come hang out and say hello in the in the lobby, we'll all be out there. You can come out and talk to us, get pictures and autographs <laughs> and whatever. No charge for the meet and greet. Yeah. Just come out and hang out with everybody. You know, because Dweezil knew that there was a reason that that crowd was there. And that was to celebrate his dad's music. Mm-hmm. Unlike his brother and his mother who are only in it for the money. Yeah. You know, but that's another story. Yeah. We've had a lot of concert experience. Yeah, we have. Now, besides the Brooks and Dunwell, what, what uh, concert was like way outside? Well, if I went to this concert, but no one would think like, why did you do that? A few, I got one right off the top, right off the bat. A couple of years ago, um, me and Missy and her mom went to Penn's Peak to see it was called. What the hell was it called? Uh, The Roots and Boots Tour. Okay. Aaron Tippin. 
Who the hell else was on there? Aaron Tippin, uh, Sammy Kershaw, and I forget the other guy. But, you know, it's just a all-out country show. Ricky Skaggs. No, it wasn't Ricky Skaggs. Uh, <laughs> it was another, like, 90s country guy. Um that was pretty famous at one time. Alan Jackson. No, it wasn't Alan Jackson. He wasn't not that big. But anyway, that's one you would have never thought you would have seen me dead at. And I had a blast. Because I love 90s country. Yeah. Mm. You know, nah, that 90s country wasn't. I like I like old school country. I like old school country too. I you like know. I like I like most country except for this modern shit. Like uh, like this uh uh I can't even think of their names because they all sound the same. Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, got, you know what? Uh, Put them all down to Florida Georgia Line. Right. Well, yeah, like Florida Georgia Line. That and, <laughs> and and all of their ilk. Yeah. I cannot stand that. It's not country. It's not rock and roll. It's just shit. Mm-hmm. It, there's no soul to it. There's no feeling. Um, and that actually, it started before, like before the last couple of years when it's really taken off, uh, when you had bands like Rascal Flatts, yeah, who completely take all of the emotion and song out of anything that they do. And Big and Rich, Big and Rich was j- at least fun. <laughs> big and Rich was at least fun. Big Big and Rich was the country that, uh, like, the moms would listen to, right? <laughs> Just, <laughs> well, the the new moms would listen to. It's right. like, yo, they got a four-year-old at home, but we're going to go out. We're going to party. We got Big and Rich and Trace Atkins. Yeah. We're gonna- <laughs> well, I like Trace Atkins. Trace Atkins is <laughs> Trace Atkins has some good stuff. But that was one show you would have never thought you would have seen me, seen me dead at. I have two, strangely enough. Okay. Now, one, well, I, I can't. Both of them were with Lisa. The one was when we were first together, Reba McIntyre. Reba. I like Reba. I'm not a fan of Reba. I like some it of her like, stuff. It was like, okay, it's... I was there. I, honestly, at that time, I was so far removed from country that it was like, I, I was there in protest almost. It's <laughs> like, I'm a ride here. Now, the second one, <laughs> Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Oh, my God. I just... Oh, it See, was... It, it, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Bon Jovi uh, back in the day. Um, this wasn't a back in the day. Oh, this was not. This is not too long ago, and you know what? I just oh. wait. Hang on, with or without Richie Sambora? I think it probably was without. I think it was. He did a lot of his country stuff too. Oh, and it was just like, but uh, so many, so many screaming forty-year-olds. It was like, yeah. Oh, you know, I got, uh, an, I got another one. Uh, one of the first, first concerts Missy and I ever went to, uh, when we were just dating. We it was at the Frederick County Fair in Frederick, Maryland, when we were when I was stationed there. That was the first time I ever saw Sammy Kershaw. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. You see, I think I, I I picture this like parallel universe. You, you know, that is that is all shit kickers and cowboys. Dude, somewhere somewhere <laughs> upstairs, I gotta find it. I do have a picture of me in my cowboy hat. I used to I act when I was when I lived in Panama. Um, I owned a cowboy hat, and it wasn't a cheap one either. It was a fucking like a, a, a resist all rodeo. Yeah, I can I can picture you and uh, and uh, Schmidt. You know, like, I got a bigger belt buckle than you. <laughs> <laughs> I was never into the belt buckles, but um, uh, oh, I saw David Allen Coe 
in Maryland as well. That I would that doesn't surprise me. If you say you would go, does not surprise me. He didn't do any of his outlaw stuff. But still, even even though still, it's like that's what you expect is like David Allen Co. And you know what the coolest thing about that David Allen Co. show is a little bar called the Cancun Cantina. There was about two hundred of us in there. Very small place. About two hundred of us in there it was just David Allen Co. and another dude on an acoustic guitar. David Allen Co. wasn't playing an acoustic. Mm. He was playing an electric. And you know what he was playing? SG. Nope. Fucking Dimebag Daryl Signature oh, Dean ML. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yep. Fucking Dean ML with a rebel flag paint job. <laughs> uh. If yeah. you could pick, if you could book oh. any concert, four bands. Four any, bands. Any four bands. For your- now, now for modern bands, because do the bands have to still be together? We'll make it easy. Let's go all time. All right. Oh boy, let's. Oh boy, that's well. Anthrax. Anthrax is headlining. That's interesting. Yeah, I I want Anthrax to headline for the amount of I just I I absolutely would love to to see those guys headline. Yeah. Um. See the the two middle acts. Hmm. Two middle acts. <laughs> Guar. <laughs> <laughs> Always a fun time. Yeah. Guar. Guar will play one of the middle acts, and the other hmm, other middle act of the middle acts. See, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of ones that like you know would gel together in some way. I know already. I, I'm lost on two, but. Uh, you, you, Guar almost has to be a standalone. <laughs> I, well, I think they all have to be standalone because they're all, you know, I mean, definitely Motorhead. I mean, well, where do you where do you put them? You know, it's like who's who's following Motorhead? I almost want to put Motorhead first as the opener, just so let me go relax yeah. after the show. Yeah, you know, you did your thing. You know, have have a sit down, and um, ooh. For the for the fourth in there, I'm gonna throw it. You know what? I'm actually gonna throw it out to a band that I, I really enjoy, a local band. Okay, Emily's Toy Box. Nice, because I still enjoy their music and I still want to go see them live some more. Yeah, uh, they've been around since my God, since the early 2000s. Yeah, and they still they still do it. And I still enjoy their music. I want to throw them a bone, get them on stage with all the big ones. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting lineup for sure. Okay, my dream four band concert. My headliner is Rush. Okay. Okay. My headliner is Rush because that is, they're 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 one of my favorite bands. Ricky Rackman moment. <laughs> They're phenomenal live. I mean, like one and one A with Zappa Play Zappa as the best musical Mm -hmm. performance I've ever seen live. Two, uh, I'm going to have to go with Queensryche Mm -hmm. because I just love Queensryche. And that goes right along with the prog stuff. And yep, you know, mine mine might be a little prog heavy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so Queensryche, 
I'm going to resist the temptation to throw Dream Theater in there. <laughs> so my mind was going there. I'm going to resist the yeah. temptation to make this an all-prog show and go Dream Theater. But I'm still going to have a band with very proggy elements in it. Next, Mudvayne. Because mm-hmm. I have yet to see Mudvayne. I will see Mudvayne. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will see Mudvayne. Um, and to open that show... Ooh. This one might throw you for a bit of a loop. Band called I the Breather. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a little yeah. I the Breather primer. Randy and I, at the first mayhem we ever went to, we're standing there watching the, fir- the opening stages, and this band from Baltimore, Maryland comes up called I the Breather. They're um, like metalcore, new type metal. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing band. And Randy and I were just like completely gobsmacked by how good these dudes were. And then we went over to their merch tent after the show, after they got done playing, got to meet all of them and, you know, shoot the shit with them. Bought their CD like on the spot, bought the CDs. And uh, we've been fan. Randy and I have both been fans since. We went to see them twice at Crocodile Rock. Down in the basement. Yep, I know there. That. Yeah, and the the one time at Croc, I actually gave Randy the option. All right, dude, it's your birthday. Do you want to go see Dope up in the main room, or do we want to, or do you want to go see I the Breather down in the basement? He says, "Let's go to the basement. I want to see Breather." There we were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're just a really cool band, really, really good band. And I think they should have gotten a lot bigger than they ever did Mm. before they packed it in. But now they're trying to do a comeback thing. Yeah. I I have heard of them. Yeah. Um, Check them out. Uh, You could probably find them. You, uh, You don't have Spotify. Yeah, well, it's free. Well, well, I mean, if you have, if you can find them on Spotify. Yeah. Um, False Prophet, Bruised and Broken. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are probably my two favorite songs. But anything off of the, uh, anything that I, The Breather, does, I'm a fan of. Hmm. I would would definitely put them on that, on any of my, if I could pick four bands, Bills. It's so, it's so tough to. It is tough. you know, I, I could pick a thrash for a rock for a same hair here. For. Same here. It's like it's just, it's so it's because so, you want everything to gel. Right. I like, mean, I can't imagine anybody playing after Guar. No. Yeah, it's like, See, it's like, but but here's here's the thing. Corey Taylor um, a, a few years ago had had uh, the idea and I would love to see it come to fruition. I would love to see him do it. He had uh an idea for what he called the masks and makeup mayhem tour mm-hmm. slipknot mushroom head mud vein and guar mm. i am so fucking in for that damn damn i'd be into that i oh god i would be so down for that because mm. uh, guar is always a good time live mm. uh, mushroom head is always a good time live slipknot's always a good time live mm. and I will see Mudvayne. Yes. <laughs> I will see Mudvayne. It, it will happen. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, no doubt. If, if, if there if there is a tour, I am there. <laughs> uh, I wish I would have also probably wish I would have gotten to see Kiss at one point. I'm not the biggest Kiss fan, but I would have loved to been in the energy of one of those crowds. I would have liked to have seen Kiss 15 years ago. I probably would have liked to have seen them probably on the um, maybe Animal Eyes. Ooh, Makeupless Kiss, Bruce Kulick era. Yeah, just just well, right right at that era where they had just gotten rid of because Peter Chris had a lot of problems. Freely had a lot of problems. Freely wasn't really on Creatures of the Night. Right. You know. Oh, that was mostly Bob Kulick. Yeah, Bruce's brother. Yeah, and um, and Peter Chris, I think, dropped that. He wasn't really on on a mast. That no, was his last, but it wasn't really on it. No, that was. I think a lot of that was Eric Carr. No, no, on Unmasked it was another. I can't remember his name. Ian, I think it was something. But yeah, it was it was a different drummer for Unmasked. Right. It was a, and then, but he was on the cover, and it was a, for Creatures of the Night. It was not Ace Freely. No, it was Bob yeah. Kulick. But then Animalize, I think they started figuring it out again. Well, they did one more record with makeup though, because uh, Vinnie Vincent. No, Lick It Up was yeah. Well, Lick It Up was not in makeup, but Vinnie Vincent. Vinnie Vincent, when he joined the band, was in makeup because he had the yeah onk. he had the onk, but Lick It Up was not in makeup. Right, but I think he yeah I think that I think Lick It Up was the first makeupless makeupless record. Yeah, but that they still didn't because Vinnie Vincent was almost like he wouldn't sign a contract. Right, so he was like a session player, and then got all pissy about it. That's why I said Animal Eyes was the one that kind of they were, they were coming back into their own, and there's a lot of great songs on it too. I would have to go to the Hot in the Shade tour. For one one song. Wow. That's for, just what? so I can hear Hide Your Heart. <laughs> oh, Hot in the Shade. I was thinking Hotter Than Hell. <laughs> no, Hot in the Shade. And I'm, like, and I'm like, wait a minute. Hide Your Heart was not on Hotter Than Hell. <laughs> like, no, for Hide Your yeah. Heart. Oh, my. You know what? Hot in the Shade, aside one of that album, was not bad. No, it's not. Betrayed, Hide Your Heart. Um, I know inside B was the streets give it, the streets take it away. Yeah. There was some, I don't know why everybody. I don't know why they hate on that one. I don't know. It's not bad. No, it's not. I, I, I mean, and then you get you know. I mean, a little later on when you get, uh, I mean, then you had smashes, thrashes, and hits, mm-hmm. which has two new had two new songs on yeah. it for the time. Uh, what was it? Put the X in sex X. and rock hard. Yeah, and they were good. Yeah, that, they was, were, that was a good compilation. They right? were typical Paul Stanley songs. Yeah, um, and then you get. Revenge. Revenge was also not bad. I mean, you got Unholy, mm-hmm. Domino. Ah, Domino's a great song. That's that's some good Gene Simmons stuff yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean, I like the Revenge record. That was that was mm-hmm. really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stuff that really started falling apart from it was like Sonic Boom and, and uh, what was it called? Uh, Psycho Circus? Yeah, Psycho Circus, but the one before that is still at Eric Singer. Right before they put the makeup back on, uh, has something to do with a carnival. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Yeah, but it was it, that right, right there was like that sec- section just did not. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, Singer's still with them. Yeah, but you know this this was right before Psycho Circus. Okay. Where I'm, you know, well, where they all came back. Yeah. Singer was was at the the carnival sessions or something like that. Yes. It was some sessions. Yes. Yeah. But it was that that one was kind of weak. 
yeah, the cover for that was just like a a, a photo of them hanging out, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that was like the carnival sessions or something like that. Carnival of Souls? No, no. Carnival of Souls? No. I don't well, think I'm, so. But yeah, anyway, yeah, we know the album, but it's like yeah. that's why I say animalize that era of Kiss. I know as Destroyer era is nice. I think I probably would have probably been caught up in some drug favor. I would have gotten something spiked in the 70s. Yeah. Because I have low impulse control. I'd have been doing all the drugs. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, one uh, one band that I wish I would have gotten to see before uh, before it came became impossible is the Eagles. Mm. I would have loved to have seen the Eagles. Like, they, they were the first act that played at the PPL Center. When okay. that opened. But that was another one. I'm not paying $150 for obstructed view seats. Yeah. You know, just to, yeah, to see the Eagles. Yeah, I never, I, I we're such fans of general admission. Yeah, I know. It's like, right? it's like, let's just go and we get up to the stage as far as we can. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? You know, we're, I, I'm, such, I'm such a fan, even though. I shouldn't be anywhere near where elbows are thrown anymore, but yeah, and I don't like shows. I think like, there are seats. Why are there seats? Well, I mean, <laughs> unless, and, and I'm the same way too. And it's so strange because here I am, you know, 46 with broken, <laughs> broken down, freaking body parts, yeah. and I still want general admission yeah. uh, seats. And I, you know, and, I, and I'm one kidney punch away from pissing blood. I mean, you know, <laughs> me, it's, me too. It's like you don't want to be messing with this, stuff. right? And, and and then you have my 22-year-old, 340-pound kid who's like, nope, fuck that. I'm yeah. not getting near that shit. It's, it's, it's kind of funny when you think about what we... we we're we also from the jackass generation, I think. Yeah. Where we didn't care what we did to our own bodies. No. And nowadays, you're like, oh, no, we're not going to do that. No. You know, if we have an accident, it's upon YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, you were there, the the Slayer show. <laughs> Randy, you coming down? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, well, that's a show that I got the fat guy on my back. Right, and that's the show I got somebody yeah. dropped on me. Yeah, three, 300 pounds, and he's just leaning, and the security guards are pulling him one way, and finally they get him off of me, and that guy, look, are you all right? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. The adrenaline was still high. Yeah. After the show, I was like, I can't move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you being a little worse for wear on the ride home. Yeah, and the bowling every Monday. Yeah. I could barely bowl. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Randy yeah. Randy did the same <laughs> thing at uh, at the Slayer show in uh, Reading that we went to. Yeah. Me, you, him, and Artie. I, I'm going to get tickets. Randy's like, we're getting seats, right? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that pissed me off. That lady in the front row. Yeah, that was falling asleep. Yeah, were you falling asleep at a show? At that show especially. That show. Yeah. Fucking, you had um, Testament, Beh- Testament, Behemoth, Anthrax, Slayer, and Lamb of Lamb God. Lamb of God. My God, that was an awesome lineup. Yeah. And that she's falling asleep. I mean, oh, I'll trade with her. Yeah. Okay. Bucket list bands that you haven't have not seen live that you want to see. Well, Ghost, like I said. Okay. Um. Oh man, let's see, I'm trying to think. Ghost Offspring. I want to see the Offspring. Yeah. With that new album. Oh my God, the new album is awesome. Uh, it's just the the song Army of One, is like our freaking song. Yeah. Oh, Offspring. I definitely want to see. 
Um, dude, I don't know who's touring anymore. <laughs> well, Hailstorm is another one. And when she was with Alice Cooper, that would have been a two for one. Yeah. Uh, um, hmm. I'm not sure who else is on the bucket list, if any. Mine, mine's gotten, mine's gotten very short because yeah. I have, I've seen most of the bands yeah. I want to see. Believe it or not, I have yet to see Judas Priest. Oh, I've never seen Priest. Live. Are they still torn? Yeah. Shit, we gotta see them. Um, I've never seen Priest live. I ne- I still need to see. I will see Mudvayne. Mm-hmm. Primus. Yes. Randy and I a couple of years ago. We took a trip. We took a we Missy and the Missy and Alistair and Jesse were in New York visiting their fa- visiting Missy's family. So it was just me and Randy, and we decided to take a trip to Red Bank, New Jersey. <laughs> we wanted to go to James Silent Bob's secret stash. Yeah, and there's a pay by the hour arcade there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I love those. So we went to the secret stash, and they were closed because they were filming an episode of Comic Book Man. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, fuck my life. But anyway, so we go to the arcade for a while, and then, all right, well, Asbury Park's not too far up up the Garden State Parkway, so we go to Asbury Park. I wanted to show Randy, yeah, this is, uh, you know, Asbury Park Convention Hall. This is where I saw Slayer mm-hmm. uh, for the first time, and da-da-da. And the Stone Pony is right there in Asbury Park, right along the boardwalk. All right. And I wanted to go see the Stone Pony because that's got so much rock and roll history. Mm-hmm. It's where Bruce Springsteen got his start. Bon Jovi played there. Every band on the East Coast, you know, East Coast band that ever broke big played the Stone Pony. Well, that night, Primus was playing at the fucking Stone Pony. Shit. Randy, do you want to go see Primus tonight? Yes. We go to the box office, sold out. Oh. I was pissed. Mm. I was pissed. I was that close to seeing Primus. I'll tell you what's often strange about some of these bands that we like. They don't get airplay, you know? Nope. They don't get radio, you know, they, you don't hear about them in the, you know, in the tabloids, on the internet, or anything like that, but yet, their shows are sold the hell out. Yeah. Sometimes I think I'm the only fan of some of these bands. Yeah. You, you know, you say there's something other, oh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. It's like, I mean, where, where are all these other people before that? <laughs> And yeah. Primus was one of those. Yeah. I swear I I was the only person that knew about Primus. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I that would have been another show where I would have wanted to come home and burn all my all my instruments. Oh, Claypool's it. Oh. Oh. Well, I mean it's not just Claypool. It's freaking uh it's it's Herb and yeah. and Larry Lalonde, too. But, but still he is just a, a, a genius. I as much as that's outside, I wouldn't even call them metal. No, Primus is like a, a world unto themselves. Yeah, and it's like you can't listen to Shake Hands with Beef. And like that's not a headbanging song, but it's such a groovy song. You know, I, I know, right? And even if you get into like even like a song like Jerry was a race car driver. Yeah. You know, it's got that. It's just funky as hell. Yeah. And it's got that off kilter guitar part. Mm-hmm. And then that breakdown hits. Yep. And that's straight out of like a suicidal tendencies record. Yeah, and then you hear that, whatever that choppy bass that he did, you know. Yeah. It's oh. And, and just to watch him play bass yeah. is unbelievable. 
You know, yeah, Pri- I mean, Primus is definitely one I would love to see as well. Yeah, I would. I I've got to see Primus. I almost went to see Slayer on the final leg of the final tour because Primus was playing, <laughs> but I didn't want to drive to Homedale. Yeah, the 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 driving part is well. You know what? It's not even so much the driving for me, the parking. Yeah, I mean, my God, it's like you can't if you do find a parking spot, you're paying out the nose. Yeah. If you even find a parking spot, which is why I've had you drive the most of the concerts, because I don't have to worry about parking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like with Mark, um, <laughs> Mark would usually drive. Mm. So I got out. I got out of driving a lot of shows with Mark. Um, I mean, at this point, I think the best thing, the best thing to do if you're going to go to a concert, steal a car, get out and then just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Uber away home. <laughs> no, you steal a second car for the steal ride a home. Second car and away home. You got a parking lot full of them. How yeah. hard is it? Yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, the parking. The parking is always the worst thing in the world. Yeah. You know, although driving with you in five hundred yards, turn left. There's a Waffle House. <laughs> I don't have the. I don't have Homer any. I don't have Homer anymore. Well, I still have him, but I don't use him. Oh him. man. Oh. Uh, Gee, what's the far? What's the farthest you have you? All right, you're a huge Aerosmith fan. Yeah. Have you seen them live? Yes. Okay. What tour? It was with that was with Run DMC and. Um, oh, oh yeah, we, and it, we and talked it, about. Yeah, that. it was the original lineup too. So it was. Um, they of course they did Walk This Way. Yeah. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. Of, was it the? Was that Nine Lives or? I had a grip. I I actually saw them on permanent the permanent vacation tour. Yeah. With Guns N' Roses opening at, wow. at Pocono Downs. At GNR, there's a good one. No, they were horrible. Really? It was shit live. Oh. Axel was threatening to take his, take the band off the stage. Yeah, so it's every show. Well, F- Slash was so <laughs> fucked up, he almost fell off stage. It was just bad. But I will say this. Aerosmith came out and saved the day. Aerosmith came out and blistered that crowd mm-hmm. for an hour and a half. And... I I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan, but my God, can those dudes throw down live? Yeah, I when we saw them at Montage, and they have two stages at Montage. The, right, the main and then the one in the field. Yeah, they played in both stages, and they had to walk right by us to get to the back one. Yeah, and Tom Hamilton's a big fella. Yeah, he is a tall he is a tall man. But it was it was so nice to just be that close to the five of them. Good bass player too. The, the only one I didn't see was Joey, and I don't mean that any disrespect. All the band members are tall. Joey's Joey's short. shorter, so I did not see him through security. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Tom uh, Tom Hamilton's a great fucking bass player. Oh yeah, oh they're all they're all talented in every. Oh yeah, in what in, what, in all what they do. I mean, Brad Whitford graduated from Berkeley for mm-hmm. Christ's sake. Yeah, and they that they have a style. They're kind of a style under their own. Yeah, Aerosmith. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but I won't discount what they do. No, they they've fallen a little bit off of of what they were doing. But when you have a career that spans over forty years, I think they're does, over fifty now. Well, no, or close they, to fifty. They started in like seventy three. Yeah, well, it's twenty twenty one. The, yeah. fir, the they, come on, the, do the math. Do the math in your head. I dare you. Forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, the, so the first record came out in seventy-three or seventy-four. Yeah, seventy-three. Yep. And but to be doing it that long, I mean, 
there comes a point when you, you might run out of ideas. You know, it's like, how many different ways can we sing about having sex? Well, how many <laughs> times can ACDC recycle the same blues ref over and over? Still doing it. Yeah, that that's one band I don't care if I never see live. I I think I would have loved to have seen them live. Um, I almost did on the Money Talks tour. And the person that was supposed to take me decided at the last minute that he wasn't going to. So that's lame. But he brought me back a dollar. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Yeah. Well, um, that kind of leads me into a concert, almost concert uh, experience we almost had together. Mm. When we were supposed to go see Anthrax, White Zombie, and Quicksand at the fairgrounds. It got rained out. Oh, I remember that. Well, we were on our way. It was me, you, and my cousin Roger. Dear God, how how long ago was this? Sound of White Noise Tour. Jesus Christ. We were on our way. Yeah. And it came over ZZO that the show was canceled. Oh. Due to the uh, conditions at the fairgrounds. What did we do instead? We went home. I must have drank. I must have drank so bad. Yeah, you were bombed when I picked you up. I was not bombed when you picked me up. Yeah, you were bombed. (laughs) You were bombed. Yeah, I I was a teetotaler. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So was I. Yeah, it was me, you, and my cousin Roger. Jeez. Um, Shit, I don't remember that. (laughs) Oh, I do. (laughs) I do. I would have I would have loved to have seen that show because I mean it was sound of white noise. Oh yeah, that was know? an awesome album. That was like crazy how good that album was. Right, and and it shouldn't have been. You know, it it, it just shouldn't have been. It was a total shift from what yeah. Anthrax was. Yeah, and and by the numbers it shouldn't have worked, but god damn it, it did. Oh yeah, there's so there's not a stinker on that record. No. That record, that's a no-skip. Yeah. That's a no-skip song record for me. Yeah, and then I don't know. They did, They they were not able to follow it up. Nah, Stomp 442 wasn't good. Yeah, and, and uh, neither was Volume 8. No. There's a few good ones on there, but, I mean, overall, it's like they took a dip. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, trying to think. You know, here's another one that uh, I've never seen live, but I would love to. Ozzy as a solo act. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Ozzy as a solo act. I have seen I, Sabbath. I I absolutely love the '80s videos of uh, of the Ultimate Sin videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, with Jake E. Lee on guitar. Oh, Jake E. Lee is just he's my guitar idol. Next up, sorry, Joe Perry, but Jake E. Lee sometimes will just uh, just overdoes it. I love his guitar style. I I I'm a I'm a Jake E. Lee fan too. Yeah, but. You know where my heart lies when it comes to Ozzy guitars. I know, I know. Um, see that now. If I could turn back the hands of time, I'd go back to 1981. Mm. I'd go back to 81, and I would see Ozzy on that tour. Yeah, definitely. Ozzy Osbourne, Randy Rhodes, mm-hmm. Rudy Sarzo, and uh, uh, Bob Daisley. Yeah, he. I mean, Ozzy knew. Ozzy knows how to pick. You know, bandmates. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just has an ear for the talent, and, and every one of them adds something. I mean, the Zach Wild era. 
Yeah. Was so different. Yeah, because well, Zach is such a different style of player than yeah. than Randy or Jake E. Lee. But the thing is, like when Zach plays the Randy Rhodes stuff, mm-hmm. he plays it in his style, but faithful mm-hmm. to the way Rhodes played it. And the same thing with Jake E. Lee. He plays Jake E. Lee stuff in his style, but faithful to what Jake E. did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why Zach, Zach Wilde is one of my guitar heroes. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely love Zach Wilde's playing. Yep, I, I I enjoy it too. I love. I still have like one of the old guitar magazines. Yeah, when he was just fresh in the band, before uh, before he looked like the Vi- the Viking. Before yeah, before yeah. he looked like a Viking. Yeah, he would look like a teen idol. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was slim. Yep, this was before he bulked up and put on all that muscle yeah, slim, mass. Slim, clean shaven. Yeah, now he's built like a yeah. he's built like a pro wrestler. Yeah, you know he looks like Braun Strowman's illegitimate brother. Yeah. He, he does, and he doesn't take showers for days on end. Not because he's a pig, but because the water just is scared of him. And he gets under the shower and it just goes away. Right. <laughs> well, he's told stories that Bo- that, that Barbara Ann, his wife, yeah. uh, Barbara Ann, has to tell him, Zach, you need to take a fucking shower. I think one of my... Fa- I, I, when we saw Eddie Trunk and he told us that story about um, Zach Wilde and how one of his favorite things to do was grab someone like almost like in a half headlock uh-huh. under his armpits for a picture and to see their faces try to be smiling as they're smelling death. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know that vest hasn't been washed yeah. ever. And he is smiling as big a smile because he knows the pain they're going through. Right. And he's enjoying it. Well that, I mean, that's kind of like, uh, like Nikki six tells a story and Tommy Lee tells the same story about, Back in the day, Nikki and Tommy would have contests to see who could go the longest without showering and still get laid. I think the record was two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's pretty gross. That's nasty. That's nasty. That's nasty. I mean, I, I love Motley Crue, but I don't want to see them live. After watching, after seeing video of them live, and it's nothing to do with the music, because musically, Tommy, Nikki, and Mick still get it done mm. and get it done well. Vince Neil, no, no bueno. There's a part of me that, for Motley Crue especially, I mean, when I think of Motley Crue, I always think of like the uh, Doctor Feelgood, yeah, videos, and you know. That is the Motley Crew I know. Yeah. And I know I know everybody gets older, but when they look like the guys that work at the DMV, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, man, it's like, and it's like Vince Neil, I've seen concert photos of him. That It's like, he just didn't look like he gave a shit. It's like, he just came, rolled up and said, okay, let's do this. You yeah. Know? You know, uh, and I'm not expecting anybody to be in perfect shape. I get it. We're all freaking older, but let me... Uh, let me look kind of the same the whole way through. Yeah, well, a, a steady diet of Marlboro Reds, yeah. Jack Daniels, and meth will do that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> he did a lot of speed. <laughs> yeah, and lived lived to a ripe old age when it's like a lot of these, a lot of people. He was, I mean, was seventy six or seventy seven when he died. Yeah, and the the fucking wildest thing about Lemmy, he played his last show f- 
15 days mm-hmm. before he died. Yeah. They recorded a concert video less than a month before Lemmy died. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a, a true true rock and roll. Yeah. You know, however, it's like, you know, when a lot of the bands did a lot of their drinking and, and, uh, and drugging when they were younger, also got to get on the treadmill. You you you, you got to get the carbo load. You got to yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, Keith Richards looks like a walking corpse, but he's still going. Yeah, got to do reverse John Popper. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so many good shows over the years. Yeah, and so many more to come. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, it's you know, support your local and support national. Go out, just you know. Get in a pit, have fun. Just go see a show. Yeah, and if you know if there ain't a pit there, I don't care. I don't care who you're seeing. If there ain't a pit, make one. That's right. I don't care if it's a beer barrel polka. Start yeah, a pit. That's right. Oh man, ooh, <laughs> polka pit. It can be done, man. It can be done. We we've, <laughs> we've seen stranger. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. You know one band I would like to see, and it may happen again because they're doing a movie. I would like to see Death Clock. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, Brendan Small, yes. um, <laughs> uh, Tommy Blancha, and they usually have Gene Hoagland on drums and then another guitar player with them. And they're playing on a pretty dark stage mm-hmm. with the ba- the cartoon band yeah. on a screen above them. I would love to see Death Clock, but they're making a Metalocalypse movie. My God. So it could happen. <laughs> it could I, I would like to see them. They did tour. Mm-hmm. You know, Metalock, uh, or Death Clock did tour for a while. Yeah, and then Brandon Smalls has uh, Galacticon. Yeah. Which is his normal band. Yeah. Which is which is strange when you look at that guy. He looks like someone who does stock trading yeah. during the day. Yeah. You know, or runs a website somehow. He doesn't look like the type of person that should be should be doing that, which yeah. is awesome. Singing like... Corey yeah. Taylor's the same way. Yeah, Corey Taylor looks like a barista. <laughs> yeah, whenever you see Corey Taylor, it's like, I can't believe this guy does what he does. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. I, I love the guy for it. Well, I mean, look at Tom Araya. Yeah, what? <laughs> Tom Araya. He looks like a Chilean Santa Claus. Has he, did he shave the beard yet? I don't think so. Yes. He looks like a Chilean Santa Claus, you know? The ones I... I Carrie King was one whose evolution I loved watching over the years. Well, when you start going bald, it's the yeah. same thing with Scott Ian, you know? Because <laughs> Scott used to have the long hair. I, I mean, I'm going the Scott Ian route no, right now. Yeah, but you, yeah, but Scott Ian was going bald in his 20s, you could tell. Yeah. Well, he started shaving his head in his 30s. Yeah. Carrie um, King, same thing. Yeah, might, Carrie, might as well. But then you've got the opposite of that. You have Devin Townsend okay. of Strapping Young Lad and the Devin Townsend Project. Mm-hmm. Great fucking guitar player and a complete maniac. He's got, he's, he's embraced the skullet because <laughs> he's got the male pattern baldness. He's completely bald on top, but he's got the, like his horseshoe is long. He, he is rocking the skullet like the Crypt Keeper style. Yeah. The one that always kind of made me laugh was Kevin DeBrow. Oh, Jesus. Because I, yeah, I remember seeing him in the Quiet Riot videos of the 80s. Yeah. And he was already balding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he'd have a full head of hair. And then he was balding again. Then he had a full head of hair. It's like, look, man, pick a wig and stick with it, man. You, <laughs> you know, listen, it's one or the other. 
you know, we know what you look like. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you do not have a full luxurious mane. Yeah. <laughs> that one always made, because it was like, depending on the interview, he was wearing one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me think. Where did I want to go uh, to close this out? Last but not least, one concert you went to or, or you were going to go to, but you were bummed out it didn't happen. None that I recall. Hmm. No, none that I, I mean, I don't remember the Anthrax show, so I was probably bummed out that night. Yeah. Um, but there's none that I, because if I got tickets for it, I went. Um, and, it, you know, I didn't know any that got canceled. You know, there was a lot that was like, I, I always wanted to go to, like when Ghost was in Philly. Yeah. I wanted to go, but I don't like driving in Philly. Yeah. You know, I get scared. I mean, I'd pay for somebody's ticket if they just drive me. That's that's how much I don't like driving. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, Mark and I went to... We saw Henry Rollins mm-hmm. at the Trocadero in Philly. Yeah. That was uh, that was an experience. Because... Do you know, you know where the Trocadero yeah, is? Yeah, what, what was, yeah. Yeah, right outside of Chinatown. Yeah. 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 Here we are. Oh, fucking Mark. Only you, buddy. Um, it we go to see. We're going to see Henry Rollins do a spoken word thing at the mm-hmm. Trocadero, which is right outside of Chinatown yep. and right near Reading Terminal Market. Yeah. So, Mark, I've been there many times. <laughs> Mark, where, where are we going to go to eat? We're in Chinatown. <laughs> I don't like Chinese food. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go over to Reading Terminal Market. There's plenty of places to eat there. Reading Terminal Market is closed for the night. We end up at e- we end up eating at a TGI Fridays in Chinatown. Hey, there is still a lot of great food out there. I actually there is a um, there are a place that had a Vietnamese place that I got some pho at that was delicious. Yeah, I mean, and I know I know Mark wouldn't like the Vietnamese if you don't like Chinese, right? But I mean, I I've been to a couple restaurants because that's right where the um, the Pax Unplugged is. Yeah, that whole neighborhood, and I have been up and down that for food. Oh my god. So much deliciousness. Yeah. From the morning getting out of the hotel, having my Dunkin'. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's one for you. What's a non-musical show that you've been to that you liked? Non-musical? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Spoken word, comedy, whatever. Oh, Raymond the Amish comic. Oh, yeah. Raymond's always good. I mean, Raymond, I mean, I've, I've seen Jeff Dunham live. Uh-huh. But Raymond... Oh my god, I love seeing I've seen him live a couple times. Yeah. I love I love going to comedy shows. Yeah. Um the one time we went to a comedy show at the it was the George Washington Lodge. I don't remember what they call it now in Allentown. But there's a comedy place there. Um uh-huh. and I was wearing my Megadeth shirt. And we got there and we sat in the front row. You know, because we got there early. It's like, hey, I'm paying for a comedy show. I'm going to sit in the front row. The comedian gets on stage. Lisa's all dressed up. Everybody's all dressed up. I'm there in a Megadeth shirt. <laughs> and he just singles me out. You know, oh, sir, well, th- thanks for dressing up today, sir. And I was like, well, it's clean, isn't it? You know, it's like, it's just, it's... 
Yeah, I got. I, I've been to a few. I've been to a few comedy shows. I I'm lucky. I was fortunate enough to see George Carlin mm-hmm. before he passed. Uh, Carlin is, you know, he's an amazing. He was an amazing wordsmith, and uh, you know, it, it more of his more of his shit leaned more on satire and poking fun mm-hmm. at America, and you know, things that Americans do, than like traditional ha ha funny jokes. Oh yeah. But still hilarious. But the best non-musical performance I I ever got to go to was seeing Henry Rollins do his spoken word thing. To watch Rollins just riff for two hours on whatever, you know, like a lot of it is stream of consciousness with him. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll just start talking on things and then like kind of like we do, it'll veer off into tangents and this and that and the other thing. But Rollins is he's incredibly intelligent and he's funny. He's he's hilarious. Whether you agree with him politically or not. And there's a lot of stuff that Henry says I do agree with and a lot I don't agree with. But oh god, I had such a good time listening to him and he he does what any comedian or spoken word performer should do he makes you think mm-hmm. you know and i i like that i like that i'd, I'd pay money to see rollins again yeah. i i i enjoy uh i enjoy you know the comedy i enjoy improv comedy as well i haven't been to as many shows as i want to right i love the improv stuff um I wish I could do like Second City and all, oh my God, there's such a great scene up near Chicago yeah. and, and Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin, strangely enough, is a great improv scene. Let, let, let's start a Groundlings troupe here. Wait, who are we going to, now who would we know that's funny? Me and you. Yeah, but I mean, that we got to get like at least five other people. I mean, Fuck. that are funny. Then we could perform at the new uh, prominent pub. I w- actually uh, is that t- what it's called now? Yeah, the Pomeran Pub. Yeah, uh, me, Tyler, and Barb ended up stopping there on Saturday. How is it? Uh, I didn't get anything because I had just eaten before mm-hmm. Tyler texted me to yeah. go to come down. Um, but they they say the food's good. I'm, I'm gonna have to check it out sooner sooner than later. Yeah, just uh, you know because I I mean I, I go by it every day picking the kid up, so I gotta I gotta get there to. To, to get some some food. I, I noticed they, well, Val actually showed me the picture and she said, now, this is how my stupid brain works. She says, oh, the Palmer and Pub opened up. And I said, well, I don't think they ever really closed. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, whenever I'm going, you know, up by it, I see they're open. Yeah, I'm thinking of Blue Mountain Pub in my head. Right. It's, it's like, right. Well, they, they, like, they didn't change the logo on the sign. They mm-hmm. just changed the word hotel to pub. Yeah, but I don't know why, though. I mean, hotel was... It was the hotel. Yeah, well, I think they're trying to get away from some of the bad taste that might have been left in some people's mouths with that. Well, maybe. Yeah. But, I, hey, I, I wish them nothing but success. Yeah. Obviously, if they got chicken wings, I'll pick some up there. I'm sure they do. Say, give me your hottest wings. I'm sure they do. <laughs> All right, well... Concerts, enjoy them. Go out. The world's coming back to life. Shows are getting booked. Um, do yourself a favor. Like Bill said earlier, go see a local band. Go see a national band. Yes. Go out to a show. Yes, especially local. 
Yeah. And and shameless plug, especially local bands playing shows that are benefiting charities. Yes. August 21st, Sokol Hall 314, Palmerton, Pennsylvania, Lehigh Avenue. Got five bands playing. All right, uh, actually, six acts, five, five rock bands, one rapper, all-day event. All the money benefits the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and it's honor in honor of my brother Mark Carrazzo. Mm-hmm. Come on out, and if you're not going to come out to that, get out to a show. Yeah, support music, support the arts, support everything. That's right, support everything. Yeah, enrich your life. <laughs> get off your couch, turn the TV off for once. I would tell you to go see Slayer, but they're not touring anymore. Oh, they will. Go no, I, you know what? I hope they stick to the retirement thing. Man. I really do, I really do, because it it kind of grinds my gears when I see bands doing twenty seven retirement tours. Like yes, Ozzy. Ki- yes, Ozzy, Ozzy I'm looking kiss. at you. Yeah, kiss. kiss, I'm looking at you. <laughs> We're gonna retire one day. <laughs> some people like steak and some people like chicken, and that's the beautiful thing about Kiss. <laughs> You're All gonna, right. You're gonna get sued for that. Oh shit! Gene, uh, Gene's got his lawyers listening. Yeah, dude, we're almost two hours deep. Yeah, well, it was a good topic. It was a really good topic. All right. Well, um, until next week, I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Have a good one. Bye.